Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Angie and Andy. Welcome back, everyone. We're so glad you're here. Um, We hope you had an amazing Easter. We just had Easter yesterday. And for us on the West Coast, it's spring break time. (laughs) Happy Easter. Happy spring break. Yay. (laughs) Hope everyone's having a great, happy spring. And we, um, you guys know we just launched Mother Funny with our first four episodes. And we got some good feedback. And we we heard from the Mother Funny tribe. I think specifically Angie heard some stuff. What did you hear? I did. It was pretty funny. Apparently the money, the money, (laughs) the money, the money funny. I'm saying that because Cole calls me money. (laughs) Cole calls you money? (laughs) That's amazing though. Mommy, he calls me money. So all day long I hear money, money, money. I'm going to have Ezra, my grandson, call me G-Money. I love it so much. Finally found my grandma name is (laughs) G-Money. Yes. Okay. So G-Money and Money are here with you today. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We totally changed the show name. You're welcome, everyone. Yes, but the Mother Funny tribe has spoken, and apparently I need to see Gilmore Girls. I got so many text messages and messages about Gilmore Girls. So in that situation, Andy, you are correct. You were right. I need to apparently (laughs) watch that show from season one, episode one, and start the Gilmore Girl journey. All the way through. I mean, you even have to do the 10 years later seasonal movie show well it wasn't a movie but it was like four episodes you have to see that one as well whether or not you like it a lot of the Gilmore Girl people didn't like that one but you have to see it it's a requirement all of them I will I mean I clearly need to start at the beginning and go all the way till the end because I guess it was shocking to some people that I haven't seen it or it was just like you need to start watching it as soon as possible so for all of you who text messaged and messaged me about Gilmore Girls I've heard you I am listening I will watch an episode I will start the Gilmore Girl journey Yes. It's oh, been really and for the friends, for the friends who've come, um, who started listening because they heard about Mother Funny from Through the Word, just shout, shout out. out to our Through the Word friends. Woo! Hey, TTW fam. So glad you, you tuned in. Thank you for listening. So for today's episode, well, for this week and next week, we're going to be talking about options for schooling. Which right now, you know, it's spring. Um, A lot of you who are dealing with like private schools and charters and even signing your kids up if you homeschool through um, the junior college, you're having to turn all of that stuff in. So people have to make decisions right now. And schooling, as far as options go, has really grown these days, like Back in, you know, when we were kids, you really didn't have much option, many options. You had homeschool. Well, the homeschool world was very small, very elite. I'll call it elite because Angie was a homeschooler (laughs) back in the day. 
But, you know, you had public school or private school. Like that was that was about it. So now we have so many options and homeschooling has jumped significantly in the last few years. So, yeah, we know a lot of you, you know, from the minute that you're pregnant, people start asking you how you're going to school school your child. So it's something that us moms, you know, talk about, think about, um, get pressured on, I would say a little bit. So yeah, we thought we'd talk about it. And this week, we're going to start with talking about homeschooling, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad. And we're not here. And the funny. And the funny. Well, of course. The parts, the parts of homeschooling (laughs) that are just so funny. Of course. Of course. Because homeschooling is funny. Honestly, the whole thing (laughs) is funny. <laughs> it's it's a laugh. It's a riot. Um and then next week we're going to talk about other types of school options. So, we're not here to tell you what to do cuz you know Angie and I don't want to tell you what to do. And we're not going to tell you which one's best or what we think you should do because you need to do what you need to do and for your kids. But we will tell you our experiences. I've um, school homeschooled my kids. I've charter schooled my kids. I've home charter schooled my kids, public schooled my kids. I homeschooled for 13 years, and now I'm a public school mom. And Angie, Angie was a back-in-the-day homeschooled kid, and now she has kids in public school. Some might say I'm the rebellious Public schooler, homeschooler, mom. (laughs) I have moved on from homeschooling and I am now in the public school world. She she was a little rebel. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And you know how when we start up our episodes, we always start with bad advice. So we've kind of decided that for these episodes, we're just kind of going to keep it simple on bad advice. So what is our bad advice, Angie? Yeah, there's a lot of bad advice out there. And so I think what I really came to find out through the bad advice when I was looking at it and researching it is that this idea that one option or one school option is the best for all children. For example, saying homeschooling is best for everybody's child or public school is best for everybody's child or private school is best for everybody's (laughs) child. Like to make those type of blanket statements, especially when you're talking to someone you don't even know or when you're writing on the Internet, you don't know those kids or when you have these beliefs and this idea that this is the best thing you need to do for your children. I just think that's not advice that people should listen to. I think parents need to do what's best for them and best for their children. And a lot of families now, as you know, they might be homeschooling one child and then have the other kids in public school. Or some kids are doing charter and then the other one's in public school or is homeschooled traditionally. There's so many options like you just mentioned, but then there's even options with that the family can choose for each child. It doesn't mean the whole family right. all has to be homeschooled or the whole family all has to go to public school. There's a variety of things. And I think doing what's best for your child is the best option. So for that advice that people are out there giving of, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. It just, to me, does not seem like that is good advice for someone to be listening to. Right. We're not cookie cutters. And I would also add that, like, I think we also need to address what 
what we're saying homeschooling is, because those of you who aren't in the homeschooling world might not know that there is also a little bit of a, what would you call it? Like a difference of opinion on what homeschooling is. Yeah. Or it's almost even like a rivalry in a way, (laughs) which is really funny. Homeschool rivals. It's a thing. It's a thing now. Back when I was homeschooled, it wasn't a thing because charter school wasn't an option. But now it is a, are you a true homeschooler? Are you doing it like the old fashioned way? Are you doing it the old school way? Are you doing charter school? And there's a public charter school and there's private charter schools. There's even within the charter school world is so different and can look so different and is varied. But yes, have you noticed or what have you come across when it comes to the public school charter school situation? Yeah, so I've homeschooled my kids both ways. I've done it for years. I did it on my own. And just you basically follow whatever the state standard says you have to do. Like for California, you had to, I don't even remember. I went through a homeschool co-op that would kind of take care of your paperwork And in Mississippi, all you had to do is send in once a year what you would be teaching, like a list of your curriculum for the year. So each state, it's different. Anyway, so I did that and then just did whatever I want. And then I've also done the public charter school homeschool, which was for me, it was incredible because I basically still taught my kids at home using the curriculum I wanted, but my tax money that was to go to school got given back to me to educate my children. <laughs> so it's basically the government, you know, it's through the public school system. And there is, you know, they there is oversight. You, you have to do testing, you know, the, the normal state testing that kids do. Um, you have an education specialist who will kind of go, you know, you have to turn things into, she'll order things for you. But for me, it was fantastic. I loved having an education specialist to help me pick classes, to order, um, help order all the stuff we need, help me figure out, navigate the whole system so that my kids could have the best education possible. Um, They took classes, they got lessons, they could do sports. I mean, all these different options opened up, which I loved but not everybody in the homeschool world appreciates charters and they look at it almost like you're public schooling your kids, which is a whole different thing. <laughs> so I just, I am pro when I homeschooled charter school, charter homeschooling was amazing for me. And the classes my kids took, they took with kids who um, just did their own homeschool. Like they all took the same classes but my kids were paid for through um, the charter school. So, yeah, same education, everything. You just have somebody to help guide you along and help cover the cost of some of those classes, which we pay our taxes. So I'm like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many different options. You know, cousin little Ryan, he went to a charter school in high school and his charter school would play sports against other charter schools. So back when Riley was a baby, I would go, I'd take Riley with me and we'd go to the park and watch little Ryan play soccer against other charter homeschoolers. It was so much fun. So he still got the sporting events. He still got to like participate. He still got to play other schools and other kids. And that was through the charter school. And a lot of, now that you say that, a lot of private schools, homeschoolers are allowed to join their sports teams. So like, 
through junior high and elementary, my kids played sports at a local Christian school. And they, they did volleyball, they did bas- basketball, all of the, you know, and they played for that uh, private school's team. And they found, that's where my number three, Shallow, found her love of volleyball was through her little little private school that took her in. So, yes, there's different ways to homeschool. But if you're educating your kids at home, it's homeschooling. Like whichever avenue <laughs> you go about it, you're homeschooling. They're being educated at home. Usually, you know, with the parent either teaching them when they're littler or when they get older, it's more a parent facilitator. Yeah, I mean, that's that all makes sense. Riley went to a charter school for kindergarten and first grade. And that charter school looked different than what your kids have done, where she was on campus 75% of the time and she was homeschooled 25% of the time. And Uh, they were homeschooled at home, but then they were taught with their class and their friends at a local church. So that was even a different option for charter school which we preferred because she had every Friday off and then she'd have some random Wednesdays off because of the hours they had to give us like the 25, (laughs) that 25%. And her charter school was project-based. So she had to do these amazing projects. I mean, it was really cool what she got to work on and had the opportunity to do because she's super artistic. And because that was project-based and it emphasized art and creativity, I mean, she had a great experience in kindergarten and first grade. So you're not saying that you totally rebelled against homeschooling. You just only did 25% homeschooling. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's as much as I could accept. Fine, I'll do 25%. I'll do 25% <laughs> <For> two <mom>. years. <laughs> One child for two years. That was my homeschooling. So I That's think- That's as much as I did. That's, you know what? That's great. That's great. Whatever works for you. And I think that leads into what are the pros for you of homeschooling? Let's start with you being homeschooled in the late 80s, early 90s. What was the pros for you of doing homeschool? You're silent. What's happening? Just kidding. Just kidding. I had to make my mom nervous in case she's listening to this. Shout out to all the homeschool moms. (laughs) I think for me, my mom has always said that like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade for those four years, I literally did homework standing up. So for me, I had a lot of energy. I um, definitely needed the opportunity to stand up, to go jump on the trampoline, to run around the backyard. I needed a lot of breaks. And so to have that time where I could just be at the table standing up or where I could just run or I could be creative or I could learn at my own pace or take longer to finish a math lesson, but faster to finish the reading lesson or whatever. So I think that really helped me as a kid was being able to learn at my own pace, but then also to have the opportunity to move around, to jump, to stand up, to sit down when I needed to, and to um, be able to get my energy out and to take breaks when I needed it. Now that's me as a student, but you are a mom. So what did you think was a benefit or a pro to homeschooling for your kids? So for me, what I loved was one that my kids, they're almost three and a half or four years apart. So they're a little bit further apart in age and gen- like it's gr- 
of girl, boy, girl. So if they were in the traditional public school system at the time, or even probably at a bigger private school, they would have had just kind of their own, done their own thing and have their own group of friends, different classes all day, just kind of get together at dinner. But having them at home, they really got to form more of a bond and, you know, like hang out together and play together and really get to know one another and have those special memories. So I really love that for them. Um, I love the time I got to spend with my kids. I really, you know, got to go on all the fun field trips, which are my favorite. I'm a big field trip person. Like, I think I told you I started a whole field trip (laughs) connections group where um, we went on field trips. We went on lots of them. Um, Yeah. And I I liked like getting to be creative. There's like some creative aspects like I did um, on Fridays when they were younger. We had a store and like during the week I would give them like fake money and call them like mom money and they could save it up. And at the end of the week, I'd go like dollar spot at Target or whatever and get a bunch of stuff or treats or whatever. And then they could spend their money. So like that kind of stuff was really fun. And um, it made me be really like, I guess, creative with how to keep everybody moving and excited. And we were living in Mississippi for when they were younger and I was homeschooling. And there wasn't a ton to do. And I had, I actually was homeschooling two other kids. They were, they were siblings that they would come to my house. So I get, they were homeschooled, but at my house, <laughs> like when it, I was like a private school, but, um, they would spend all day at our house. So like, I was always trying to figure out what to do with six kids. They all were in sports, but like during the day, you know, we would go through our curriculum and when they're, you know, when they're homeschooled, they get their work done pretty quickly because you're not doing a lot of the like, um, I don't know what you call it, but just extra stuff. And you're not waiting for other people. Like everybody's kind of like sitting together, working on their own thing. And you could bust out like a whole day's work in like three hours. I mean, and that's like later elementary. Kindergarten, like an hour and a half, an hour. They can get everything done. And I mean, I that does okay, depend on which don't kid. ever tell my twins that because when they were in kindergarten, they would say, school is seven hours. I'm at school for seven hours. They would go on and on. They Aww. always talked about, they would tell people, do you know I'm in kindergarten and it's seven hours a day, five days a week. I mean, it was a thing. Don't ever tell They're them. They're like, we got a full-time job. <laughs> I will tell them kindergarten could have only been an hour and a half. It's so quick. You're like trying to make up stuff for them to do. But yeah, so we would, I love the freedom. I love that we could, you know, we could travel, we could go somewhere, we could do or, you know, go swimming middle of the day. And especially in Mississippi, we had a bunch of pools, the weather was hot for a lot of the year. So we could always go do something fun and still get all of our schooling and learning in. Um, yeah. So those were my, I think those were my biggest joys were just my kids being together, getting to be with my kids and the freedom. You know, when our, our first year homeschooling, um, Daisy, our number one, Daisy Short, had gone to school. I can't, I think I brought her home in third grade. So she went to kindergarten first and second grade, which honestly was great. Like they taught her to read, which was great. If I could do it all over again, I would have 
the schools teach him to read. And then maybe if I wanted to bring him home, <laughs> but I liked how that always, the reading part scares me, but my kids all read, read great. It was excellent. Um, but when we were first homeschooling, we brought Daisy home. It was in, she was in third grade. And part of the reason was that with Chris's job, he was busy all summer long because he was a youth pastor at the time. And summer was like camps and all these kinds of activities. So summer was really busy for Chris. And anytime we wanted to do a family getaway, the best time would be like September. And so we would want to take trips. And if Daisy was sick, like Daisy got sick a lot too, because she didn't go to preschool. So she caught all of her germs in kindergarten, (laughs) first grade. She was sick all the time. And, you know, the school district has to send you those letters home, you know, like when your kid's absent and when we would want to go on trips. And so we finally, like when we decided to homeschool, there was a freedom about it where we could, we could take a trip. We could get away um, in September or October or whatever. And I really enjoyed that, just the freedom to go wherever. It's so funny you say that because we always went on vacation in May when I was being homeschooled. My mom always had us go on vacation in May before it started to get super busy. And my mom always took off her birthday. Her birthday was a day (laughs) we didn't do school. Yes, birthdays were always off in the homeschool world. Mom, I mean, especially mom. It's like, you need a day. It's a lot of work. Well, she took... She took her birthday off every year. That was like a thing. (laughs) At the end of November, we would have Thanksgiving, you know, that Thursday, Friday off, and then we'd have my mom's birthday off. That was funny. I think another pro that I know a lot of homeschoolers do mention and talk about is intergenerational communication. I remember hearing that all the time growing up. Like it is a thing that they really are excited to talk about how children when they're homeschooled can have conversations with adults and with grandparents or with kids that are older than them or kids that are younger than them because they are constantly surrounded by kids or adults of different ages. No, that's totally true. Um, You like in the homeschool world, you're friends with a wide range of ages and you're around parents all day. So you are always talking with adults and kids and your friend groups don't have to be just your age where when you're in school, you mainly stay with your age and maybe one year older, one year younger, and the adults can maybe have a separate life. Um, And yes, in fact, yesterday we just had a young girl was at our house. She's 13 and she's homeschooled. She lives overseas and she's back visiting right now. And she was she was having we're like we're all hanging around. Her dad was here. We were all here. She had a couple siblings there who were older than her, who were my kids' ages, but she's 13. And she was talking with all of us like she was just one of us. You know what I mean? She was not off on her own. She like it just felt like she was around all of our ages. <laughs> like we could just talk to her and she was comfortable. And that's, I think, pretty rare um, in a teenager. So I think that is where we need to mention that idea of if you homeschool your kids, your kids will not be socialized or your kids will not be social. There is that, I don't want to say bad advice, but there's that idea. Yes, that homeschoolers are not social. I remember when we were talking to some neighbors, this is back when we were in San Diego, And the um, husband had said, yeah, I can always spot a homeschooler. I know when people are homeschooled by the way they act and the way they interact. 
And I looked at him and I said, well, thanks for saying that to my face and not behind my back. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was homeschooled. Yes. <laughs> like you just said, you can point it out. And he had no idea I was homeschooled. I mean, sure, there might be some people that are homeschooled that are awkward. But guess what? There's some people in public school that are awkward also. You can't <laughs> just say, true. like, if you homeschool, your kids are not socialized. It's so true. I think, yeah, it's not just whether or not you're homeschool or private school. And I know Shiloh, every once in a while, she'll mention to one of um, her friends at school that she was homeschooled. And people are always surprised. They're like, what? Because there is a stigma that they're weird. And I mean, I homeschooled 13 years. And yeah, sometimes (laughs) kids, there were some weird. There was a little weird. You know, you have different, a whole big group of kids. So you're going to have some different ones there. But, you know, even at the same time, it's okay. Like, it's okay to be a little weird. Maybe they're just weird, you know, or not even weird, like just socially awkward. But like you said, in public school, you can have socially awkward kids. I know like um, my kids, the learning center where they took a couple classes, they did like a poetry night where they, it was like an open mic. The kids got up and did poetry and they opened it up to all the classes. So there were a bunch of kids getting up and reading their poetry. And part of it was cool because they had, you know, parents could come and other students could come and they would get on stage. It was really great to learn public speaking. But you did, like, it's funny. You could see the different homeschooling styles because, like, my kids went up and they turned that poem, Oh, Captain, My Captain, into, like, a rap with, like, beatboxing. And they, like, did together. (laughs) This whole, like, Oh, Captain, My Captain. And we have it on video and they were so proud of it. Um, but then you had the other homeschoolers who would go up there in their like homemade suits reciting Bible verses. So like, (laughs) you have have this whole, whole range, like everyone's different. They can do what they want, but that's also beautiful. There's like a freedom in that you could have my kids wearing beanies doing their little wraps. And then you have the kids in the tailored suits doing Bible verses and they're all together and, um, everyone's getting along and having a good time and proud of their work. So yeah, there's some really okay, good you're, things about that. You're mentioning the way homeschoolers dress. We have to talk about our, <laughs> our bumper jumper game. We have to. This is so hilarious for all yes. of you that are listening and that it's part of our mother funny tribe. So back when I was homeschooled, they had homeschool conventions. They probably still have them. Still the one that I do. went to is called the Chia Convention. Yes. Do they? Do they still have I them? I feel like, you know, it's <laughs> funny. The last Chia Convention I went to, they were like, they had this whole thing where they were going to talk about what was wrong with charter pub- <laughs> charter homeschooling. And I went to the session because I'm like, somebody please tell me because I, I'm a fan. And then they skipped it and they didn't do it. <laughs> But yes, they they had it. It was at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Yes. So the Chia Convention used to be at the Disneyland Hotel. Now, I just need to say, I graduated 2000. I was the class of 2000. I graduated high school in 2000. Technically, my mom pushed me through high school and in three years. So I could have graduated in 1999. But back then I was like, no, I want to be the class of 2000. That's so cool. (laughs) Well, fast forward all these years later. Nobody ever asks me when I graduated high school. So I just want to put it out there. (laughs) 
everybody knows so now cool Angie then. graduated in 2020. <laughs> I've heard some stories of those Chia no, conventions. No, I graduated in 2000. Not 2020. What I graduated did I in 2000. say? I'm so sorry. You should- <laughs> I'm so, I am so sorry. Everyone, Angie graduated. <laughs> if you had five kids and you graduated 2020, that would be a whole other episode. <laughs> that would be a whole different show. <laughs> But all that to say, when we're talking about the Chia Convention, this is Chia Convention in the late 90s. Chia Convention now, or like when you were attending, might be different than how it was back in the 90s. Oh, I don't know. But back in the 90s, (laughs) the dress for the homeschool moms was a white t-shirt, a jean jumper, and white tennis shoes. Some people wore head coverings. They literally yes. had like these doilies on their head, which I still don't understand. But a lot of them were, it was the jean jumper thing. And so for yes. some reason, Andy was at the homeschool convention. Well, because your mom would invite you me you- and I'd be like, yeah, I want to go to it. Well, one, she wanted me to homeschool, which I did. And two, it was, I could go to the Disneyland hotel and hang out with my cousins. Why wouldn't I? I mean, did you go to the seminars with us or did you just no, hang out after I just the hung out. I just hung out and played bumper jumper and swam in the pool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is where's our bumper jumper game, you guys. We were in our like late teenage years, maybe early 20s. And anytime we saw a mom with a white t-shirt, jean jumper and white tennis shoes, we would punch the other person. (laughs) And we did this like Andy, me, my sister Danielle, my sister Darcy. I think Barb was there, probably Brett. I mean, it was a thing. And you have to remember a lot of homeschoolers back in the day, they had to be perfect. Like the kids had to be perfect. You had to act perfect. You had to dress perfect. There was a lot of like emphasis on perfection. A lot of pressure. I don't know if that's still how the homeschool world is. But back then and back in the day, it was like you had to be perfect. So here's all these perfectly, you know, dressed amazing kids acting how they're supposed to and we are just nailing each other and punching (laughs) each other and flipping out and like that hurt and I got one and we would be yelling like bumper jumper like punching each other it was amazing and can I say if you happen to be listening and were a bumper jumper don't be ashamed post it post it we want to see those pics we want to see you in your denim jumper or if you were a child that was homeschooled back then and you had to wear a jumper. We want to see it. Well, now bumper jumpers are back in style, too. That's the well, other the thing. 90s, All these looks are repeating yes. themselves. It's wild. Which is what our parents said in the 90s. They were like, oh, we wore that in the 70s. And we're like, sure, yeah, whatever. But we're cool. And now here we go. Low rise jeans are trying to come back. And it's not it's not the time. It's not the time. Really? Because I was so excited. I love my low-rise you jeans. Love- I'm like, yes, it's coming back. What? I love low-rise jeans. I Angie, do. They were always my favorite. Low-rise jeans with out, a belt and then a tank top. Reach out to Angie right now, <laughs> like you did with Gilmore Girls, but low-rise jeans. Low-rise <laughs> jeans. I want them high. But like a tube top, my I puka shell necklace. I do. Nobody wants to see me in low-rise jeans. <laughs> you could wrap a flannel around your waist you have the wear- low-rise jeans no. with the belt with the flannel it's, around your waist the bumper jumpers would never approve and it's it can't come back high rise high rise all the way okay so you're pro bumper jumper well i'm pro low-rise jeans i'm anti low-rise jeans and i think that's where i stand and i think our mother funny audience I would say would side maybe with me. 
right. It's on. If you're all moms, we need now, to hear. <laughs> yes. Pro or anti low rise jeans? We need to hear your thoughts. But I think this is also, a great. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say also, if there's anyone else who graduated in the year 2000, that's awesome. I want to hear from you because we're best <laughs> friends. Because this class of 2000, we're like a thing. Like it was so cool. Y2K. To be the class of 2000. Yes, remember that? Frosted oh, so tip, hair. Oh, <laughs> so many, so many things. Back low rise jeans. Back. Oh yeah. You know what? You could wear low rise jeans. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no lie. You could wear low rise jeans under a dress. That would be the only time. <laughs> no, the next time I see you, for sure, I'm wearing low rise jeans. I'm gonna go buy them right now. Then I will too, and you're gonna have to look at me all day. How's that? <laughs> Back at ya. Okay, so I think this is a good way to segue to our cons, our homeschooling cons. Like you said before, there was there can be an emphasis on maybe outward appearance. There could be um, maybe more emphasis on how your child behaves on the outside. You know, are they, I don't know how to word it, but maybe a little more competition amongst parents. I think one of the downsides or one of the cons is that as a mom, you don't get a break. Like you are just, there's going, going, going all day. You get up, you make breakfast, you do school, you finish school, you're having activities. Like there's not a time where your kids go to someone else for a little bit. Like you're always, always on. And holidays, like, you're super excited about because you get to stop teaching, like you get a break. Where most parents like who have kids in school are so excited for kids to go back and be out of the house. We're excited for breaks because we don't have to teach. So it's it was nice. I think once I stopped homeschooling, the freedom I had, huge, huge difference in my day. Yeah, I could see that. And I think along those lines, one thing that I learned during quarantine, when we had that time when just everyone homeschooled (laughs) and everybody homeschooled. And one of the things that was hard for me was I felt as though I was always telling my kids what to do. Sit down and work on flashcards. Now do your math facts. Now do this. Now do this. Wait, but did you pick up your room? Did you, you know, did you like put your clothes away did you make your bed yes. okay now it's school time did you do this 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 and I felt like I always had to be on and I was just constantly being bossy which is funny yes. as a mom because like moms are bossy but I was being like <laughs> extra bossy like all day long yes <laughs> I was the one telling them that and I just realized to me that took away the joy of being a mom because I want to be the fun exciting let's celebrate holidays mom let's celebrate successes not just like task 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 and that can be really hard on some people with some personalities for Um, for example maybe low-rise jeans wears (laughs) 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 those who wear low-rise jeans and graduate in 2000 that's kind of <laughs> they struggle to be bossy. No, it's true. Like, and I think that's all of us homeschool moms can agree. Like, we are just we're their teacher, we're their disciplinarian. We're also doing fun things and taking care of them. But for most of the day, we're just like trying to get them, 
you know, moving forward and doing what they need to do. And especially when you're home and there's so many distractions, it's hard. You know, you're trying to keep going. And so all day long, you're just like on your kids. And then your husband comes home and he's like, hey, guys, Mr. Fun Guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I put in all is that the how work. Chris sounds? <laughs> all the work. And my husband is very fun. So I made this choice now that I'm not homeschooling and my last one's about to graduate high school. And now that I'm a grandma, I'm like, I'm done being bad guy. I am good guide from now on. Like, I will not say no to my grandchild. Any bad news, Chris can deliver. (laughs) Everything like we're switching. I'm done. I am done being the bad guy. But see, that's part of it is the roles. Like, where is the role of mom versus where is the role of teacher versus where is the role of disciplinarian? Like all those roles get blurred and those lines get blurred. And that can be hard to figure out. It's this person. I'm this person. I'm this person. Like you're everybody all the time. So to figure out, is this just a time as a mom to listen or is this as a time to now I'm going to make this situation a life lesson or is this now a situation where I'm going to have you go read a book about it and then write a report? <laughs> like there's so many layers to it when you're a homeschool there mom. Is. And then on top of that, you know, like all of us already deal with mom guilt and mom shame, which is a whole other episode. But on top of that, you're constantly worried that your kids aren't learning enough. I know across the board, homeschool moms I've talked to, they're always like, They don't know, especially if they've never been in public school. They don't know where their kids, you know, how well they're doing. How good is this paper? Unless, you know, their homeschool parent happens to be like an English teacher or a math teacher. You know, like we kind of are always wondering, are they getting enough? We didn't do enough today. So you always have that feeling of failing, even though you're not. Like I remember when Shiloh, not Shiloh, Daisy, my oldest, she went back to school in eighth grade and she had to do the placement test because, you know, to go to public school because she'd been homeschooled. And I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, what's this going to look like? (laughs) You know, like, where is she? And she thankfully like tested off the charts. Like for her English, she tested like, yeah, she tested into like, out of high school or something. But yeah, so she she ended up being fine and fantastic. And I tried to use that to like encourage other homeschool moms. Like, look, like as long as you're, you know, not totally dropping the ball, as long as you're on top of it, um, your kids are going to be fine. Like, It's going to be fine. They're getting personalized instruction and you know where they're at, you know, their struggles. So you get to like tailor fit their learning. But there is always the feeling of not being enough. And, you know, when you're not, when you feel insecure, it affects everything around you. So it can affect your parenting style. It can affect your teaching style. It can affect your mom friendships because now you're comparing yourself to other people, other kids. Yeah. And I just want to put out there for all those homeschool moms who are stressing about is my kid learning? Are they advancing? Are they where they need to be? If you're really, really, really concerned, just Follow my mom's example and just make your kids do math facts. <laughs> math facts are the answer to everything. According to Judy Hadfield, no matter what's going on in the world, you have to have your math, math facts, facts memorized. I would also include percentages. I was really thinking about this recently. Like, what are the most important things kids need to know? Math facts and percentages. Because when you're at a 
store and you're shopping and you're like, it's 20% off. What is that percentage? That's good life skills right there. Excellent life skills. But that was something my mom made sure no matter what was happening, we literally did math every day. I could be sick with the flu. And she's like, here, just do some math. It's okay. While you're awake for this 30 minutes, do math. Then you can go back to sleep. I mean, it did not matter. And But... I know my math facts. Not trying to brag. Class of 2000 here knows my um, math facts. Class of 2000, low rise. <laughs> <laughs> Rebellious girl. And I will have to say, Angie has her master's. So of the two of us here. From college. She <laughs> has a master's. She went to public school for college. She got her master's. And your mom was a total mentor to me when like she she helped me get started homeschooling and she always told me reading writing and arithmetic like that's especially when they're little like that's what you have to focus on like what you're saying math reading and writing get those three down and the rest is like you know extra and it really helped me like I really focused all their years like okay do we have reading writing and arithmetic down and to brag on my other kids my son he homeschooled all the way through kindergarten through 12th. And in his 11, I think it was 11th grade, they did the state testing because we, you know, we, we did charter school homeschool. And so we had to do the normal state testing. He got a hundred percent on the state testing for English. Wow. I know. Really? It wasn't me. <laughs> But he did. I know. Oh, that was you. That it was, was not. totally homeschool bomb, Andy. <laughs> That's impressive. Did you at least like go get a manicure and pedicure to celebrate? I really should. <laughs> I'm going like, to own that way one. Way to go, Andy. You should. That's part of it. I'm going to go. Moms need to celebrate. I'm going to go buy. The wins. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to go buy some high rise jeans to celebrate that. <laughs> Or to spite me. I'm not sure which one. Or some low-rise jeans just to send pictures of you. A hundred percent. Please do that. That would be awesome. Oh. But I think when, hey, your kid, if they struggle with spelling, they got a hundred percent on spelling test. Celebrate that. Celebrate that with yes. your child. And as the mom say, hey, we, you know, the mom helped their child achieve that. So take those wins. It's a win for the child, but it's also a win for the homeschool mom. Caleb also got like a 1400 something on his SAT. Caleb is a homeschool success he story. He is. Right there, which is super exciting. We're proud of you, Caleb. If we anybody love you. out there wants a ho- like runs a homeschool website where you need success stories, reach out to my son Caleb. <laughs> he also has a beard. I don't know why that's helpful, but he has a full beard at 22, <laughs> and I think that's impressive. <laughs> Okay, for reals, if anyone out there that's a homeschool mom has questions, if you want to reach out to us, I can forward that to my mom. I will forward messages to my mom, and she will gladly answer any questions you have. She is still very passionate about the homeschool world. (laughs) They just stopped homeschool me for twelve years. I know. Okay, you guys, I have to say this real quick before we go. Do it. So I graduated class of two thousand. In case nobody knew that, I just wanted to put that out there. I was the class of two thousand. My parents were still very, very, very involved in the homeschool world until I want to say like. 2021 like 2021 maybe just just two years ago stopped doing homeschool running a homeschool 
I kept telling him like, you guys, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm the youngest in the family and I graduated high school. I graduated college. I graduated from a master's program. I moved. I had kids. I moved again. There, none of the grandkids sure are enough, <laughs> And sure enough, there's my parents still involved. And they so like if anyone you. really... They were still going to like, Chia conventions. They were still going to <laughs> Chia conventions. And I remember after one, your mom and dad, like we were having dinner with them or something. And they were like so excited about homeschooling. It sounded like they were thinking of starting homeschooling again. I'm like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. You already graduated from homeschooling. You already graduated. If you want, I would say reach out to your mom for sure for all the tips, tricks, but if you want to know about the charter homeschooling, like homeschooling through a charter, you can ask me. Okay, Andy. So what are we talking about on the next episode of Mother Funny? So on the next episode, we're going to have a conversation about public and private school, school outside of the home, the pros and cons. And if you guys have any other questions, like about if you're trying to make a decision and there's anything that you, you know, have questions about what we felt which way or that about our kids, about um, anything that might be coming up, like what you're afraid of or whatever, whatever it is, reach out. We're your friends. We're here for you. And make sure to tell your friends too about Mother Funny. Yeah. Tell it, share, like, subscribe, whatever it is. Mother Funny five stars in the comments. You put in there, I like low rise jeans. But I just want to say it's impressive. There's not many people who've had five kids who could wear low rise jeans. So I haven't put any on recently. I've not put any on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to. I haven't yet. I'm just excited about it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for today. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. That's all we have time for today. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay, but we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms. Uh, (laughs) I thought you wanted me to clap. No. I thought like that's what we do when we record. We clap before we clap. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Ready, Chris? We're going to clap. And then you can, if you hear it, or I I might be doing this all. Okay. Ready? There you go. These will, these will be good outtakes. Oh, one, two, three. <laughs>